Hello, and welcome to Sketch in Review. Uh, welcome to another Sketch Up episode where we uh, catch up on some sketches we missed. This one is uh, Simu Liu and Sawidi. First aired, uh, I want to say, like the 18th of November. Uh, but I'm too lazy to look yep. at a calendar at the moment, so we're going with that. Uh, Want to just jump right in? Sure. All right, so coming right in, we got uh, the cold open. Uh, we come in with a solid opening segment, the Judge Janine Pirro talk show. Yep. Uh, it's the second in a row for us, or at least for me, and uh, it's a good time. <laughs> yep. Uh, for for those who are listening to these in uh, the order that the episodes came out in, we're recording this the day after we recorded uh, the Kieran Culkin episode. So for us, we've just had two cold opens in a row of Judge Janine Pirro, and we are loving it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so so her first uh, her first guest on is uh, the Kyle Rittenhouse judge. Uh, they talk about how, uh, he didn't let them call them victims, instead they were rioters, and also, and then they crack the usual joke of, alright, well, let's just take another normal word and throw in nonsense yep. word. That's right, <laughs> so uh, for this they one, were not shot, they were, uh, bedoinked. <laughs> God. Uh, they also have the judge call Rittenhouse's client, which I thought was a great... Little that line. was so good. <laughs> that was very, very good. Oof. Uh, after that, they move to the uh, they move to uh, the liberal tears segment of her show, <laughs> uh, where they have uh, oh, Mikey Day plays uh, the Rittenhouse judge also. Yes. Uh, so for the liberal tears, we have Chloe Feynman and Chris Red as uh, one of them is a legal counsel for NBC, I think. And then one of them is uh, a professor so, at Howard University. Uh, so then the first was from NPR. Yes, yes, NPR then. Got my ends mixed up. Fair enough. <laughs> You're nationals. <laughs> uh, it was a really good bit. Mm -hmm. um, it's... <laughs> it's uh, one of the one of the more disgusting things that's happened in the past couple of uh, uh, months, and uh, it, it they did a they did a really good job. I like the. I I I feel like they've done this bit before. Oh oh, with the, they've uh, they've done it. Uh, this will probably be the third time at least that I can just remember off the top of my head that they've done it, because uh, they did it uh, right after Trump won. Mm, mm, yes. In yes. which uh, in which Dave Chappelle and Keenan were like. Yeah, you're surprised that this happened. Uh, they did oh, it. Uh, they did it once, like in like 2018, I want to say, uh, where it was a news sketch, uh, and every time they flashed back, it was uh, Keenan's character saying, uh, "No, listen, like no one's gonna care," <laughs> and yeah, they, he was right every time. Ah, yeah, yeah. I and mean, so, it's, it's right. And so now we've got uh, the third iteration of it in which Chloe Feynman's like, this is a travesty of justice. <clears throat> I can't believe that this has happened. And Chris Ray they're like, what? 
are we in I this? Guess. Yeah, like this isn't surprising. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> but yeah, that's it was a great bit. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and then to and then... cap it all off, the ratings <laughs> king himself shows up. <laughs> uh, James Austin Johnson as Donald Trump uh, comes in on a split screen. Uh, they do another 60 seconds. And then they actually pull some escalation on the bit, which yep. I found very fun, where they change the 60-second uh, countdown clock to a word search, and then they just started <laughs> circling the words as he said them. <laughs> I think my favorite was not very attractive. On <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I really, and I, I don't know if they did it, I hope. I wasn't paying enough attention to the word search that there were other words in the search left uncircled that uh, he didn't get to, but uh, there's no way to know. Yeah, I, I don't know if there was or not. Uh, at the at the end, she does say that we got all of them, and that's a bingo, which I thought was oh. great also. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Always a great segment. Mm-hmm. Quality, quality cold open, uh, good playing with the uh, politics of that week. Yep. Uh, and just such a such a good character with oh, Judge Janine. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Judge Janine has been fantastic every time that she has shown up in any single scenario on SNL. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So. After the cold open, we move into the monologue. Uh, the monologue? I mean, it was fine. Simu Liu did decent. They, they were like cute yeah. stories. No, I agree. It wasn't very memorable. I, I'm actually specific. <laughs> I'm not remembering what it was about right now. Uh, so, so there. So it started with him being like, uh, when we did Cap, when he did Captain America and Thor, I tweeted. Marvel mm -hmm. to ask about when an Asian superhero was, and then uh, when I was then when Shang Chi came out, I I tweeted at them again. Thanks for the reply, because I'm Canadian. Was the joke? Yeah, yeah. Wasn't there's a good joke in there? I I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if it was the delivery or the writing, but it, it was it was. I think lot. it was I think it was a little bit of both that just kind of torpedoed it. Yeah, I feel like. You know, unless you're going to, like, be at a comedy club and be able to say whatever you want, it's not going to work the same on network TV for that style of joke. Yeah. Especially when you've only got, like, eight minutes to set it up and deliver, and you still got to get through other parts of the jokes that you've written. Yep. Yep, yep. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I think uh, for a lot of these sketches... Uh, it's just, like, they're quality, but they don't take any risks, and so there's not a lot to say. I feel like, especially for, like, the latter half of it. Sure. But we'll get there when we get there. Yeah. Uh, there's there's some big risks in this, uh, in this episode. <laughs> one big one. Oh, um, my God. <laughs> I, we'll get there. It's, it's amazing. Okay. <laughs> uh, so our first sketch out is a karaoke recap. Which, uh, you know, is the classic SNL carousel of crazy characters. This theme, though, is just singing songs. 
<laughs> it's a good time. Yeah. There's not much. Uh, there's not much to say against it. Uh, Keenan and uh, Chloe Feynman have great chemistry as the hosts giving the introduction to each of these characters. Uh, Chloe Feynman <laughs> getting to pull out her Miley Cyrus, Tiffany Trump, and any Southerner voice that she does. <laughs> I didn't like it for either of those characters, but I love it for its own character. I mm-hmm. love, I love, I love it so much. I love, I love Akita turns to her and asks her if she's okay because she just said some weird shit. It's a great character. It's a great time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pete's Mad World rendition was so funny to me. <laughs> Mad just... World. I don't know if it's because, like, throughout college, we would all crack jokes at each other about, like, listening to Mad World. (laughs) Specifically that song. (laughs) What was... No, that's... that's, But... (laughs) It was was very good that you can... you can really imagine the kind of person that would do that, show up and sing Mad World and leave. <laughs> and you're all, it, just the just that amount of concern where you're like, I don't know about this kid, but it seem not going to murder us all enough. Yeah, it's, it's, just it's towing the line. It's towing, towing the, the line. line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's very good. Uh, I think that like every song that they picked for each of the characters was also perfect. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Like oh, someone oh. like like this this had to have been a sketch just in the back burner of people going to karaoke nights in public yep. and just watching. A woman who uh, who uh, 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 insisted <laughs> who insists that all of her friends signed her up for her, but uh, <laughs> we know what's really going on was possibly the best part of the sketch. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh no, I mean, it's just very good. <laughs> uh, also, the uh, couple decides to do Marge and Homer Simpson. Oh god, <laughs> it was so awkward for just the right amount of time. It's true. It th- that is that's one thing that was very good about this sketch. They did cut it before anything dragged, which is. Uh, Usually a problem SNL uh, has a lot of, but uh, well, I don't think this they, one was good. I don't think they can because then they'd actually have to pay for the song. Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah, I think the to... song really like helped them because they can only play a certain amount of it before they have to pay. The limitation breeds innovation, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so after that. We get uh, the first pre-record, which is uh, the Target ad about Target's Black Friday savings and how it's going to extend to before Thanksgiving so you can save on all the stuff you need for this holiday season. It's a good one. It's a really good one. SNL always nails ads that just say what everyone's thinking. Yeah, it's true. And they're also really good at capturing, like going home to your family or this is your family stuff mm-hmm. like the whenever they do the holiday stuff like uh there was one a while back that my parents loved every parent loved with the uh the the couple on christmas i forget what what happened they were like yeah no it was they were uh it was it was like talking about how great christmas is and it was showing all these kids like just absolutely destroying everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
SNL uh, SNL always nails it because everyone loves a wholesome Christmas time, but like what it really is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Everyone relates to it because everyone has seen little kids. <laughs> oh, they're very good. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, not much to say about it. Yeah, no, like the like the first pre-record of the last episode that we talked about. Oh yeah, once just... again, the episode from two back. <laughs> uh, not very memorable, but still very solid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, next up goes uh, the best. I mean, like, listen, spoiler alert. This is probably my sketch it's, of the night. It's, it's both of our sketch of the night. It's 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 Doghead Man. <laughs> Doghead Man. <laughs> When you when somebody walked into the writer's room and they said Doghead Man and they they just then that was they the, knew they that knew was the sketch of the night that's it <laughs> God damn it God uh, damn so it. so so our our, our dress so the so the sketch is uh, we 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 close in on the Pentagon and they're showing uh, an innovative new strategy an innovative new uh, technology that they can mass produce uh, for a battlefield. Uh, advantage and uh, I'd already seen it but Connor Connor guessed it perfectly uh, and he goes he can do this he can do this he can do this he's got, he's got this. impeccable night vision mm-hmm. they can uh, they're, they're very loyal uh, they could they've got uh, <laughs> uh, superhuman hearing and smelling and I started chanting dogs 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 <laughs> and, then and then the curtain pulls back <laughs> And there goes the body, just the arms of a man with a dog put through the shirt as the head. And do you remember what I said immediately as that came out? No, I don't. Was it that's a risk? No, I said, what are we, 12? (laughs) (laughs) Because this is... This is the most sophomoric I've ever seen SNL get. Since, like... Since I, I, there's a poop joke later in this, and this is more childish. <laughs> but, but it is... Oh, it's such a joy. It's such a joy. I, it's I, like, it's such an old... Mm-hmm. Uh, I love when SNL does dogs. Because... Because you can't plan dogs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They did one where it was like doggy courtroom. And Cecily's just holding a dog that's licking her face while she's trying to get the lines out. <laughs> oh, and you know everybody on stage loves it too. And they're ad-libbing lines. They're, 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 the sketch was just was just the sketch was just doghead man on a piece of paper, and we just figure it out. One of the scenes is they're feeding the dog a sandwich and the sand dog sandwich falling apart and it fell on the actor's lap so the dog's head's got beneath the table <laughs> and so the, and so they have to vamp for like for like um for like 30 seconds while they get the dog resituated <laughs> oh my god what the part with the dude holding the knife while the dog's just like looking around going oh what's going on oh my listen this... the dogs the dogs that they get are very well trained it's. I'm so surprised that I've never seen a dog bark on SNL. Oh, absolutely. I'm like I. I. It, there's. There's like definitely a business for that. Oh yeah. Got, like acting dogs and but they're still. Oh God, it's so perfect. So doghead man, sketch of the night. Let's all go home. <laughs> yeah. Listen. Listen. 
Uh, honestly, that dog might be my offensive player. Of the week. Oh, you're my offensive and defensive player. It's just we're just here for the dogs. <laughs> I think I think it worked so well, though, just because oh, yeah. just because everyone there played it seriously. Yes, yes. That Every, is very everyone, true. everyone who was in the sketch, uh, we had Cecily being asking why this. Uh, why are we spending our money on this? Like, being the straight man of being like, this is a horrific act against God. Yes. Uh, yes. James, no, I, I... James Austin Johnson being the dumb guy who's like, where does he go to the bathroom? Uh, the Beck Bennett role, as he, <laughs> as I would say. <laughs> There's something very impressive about, I don't know if it's just the absolute strength of Doghead Man as a premise or anything, uh, but uh, there were other wacky characters that were not Doghead Man, um, and they didn't detract from it. I, maybe it was because they were... I, I think it was simply just because they were moving the scene forward. It, the asking, the, the asking where does the dog go to, ba- go to the bathroom is a worthwhile question, and not answering that question is a fun bit. <laughs> it's uh, the, it just... Yeah, no, never... <laughs> Everybody loves talking. Mm-hmm. And the scientist who's, like, very specific about things, where Cecily's <laughs> like, you put a dog head on a human man, dog head, head. and neck. <laughs> because that's the important <laughs> distinction. Uh, oh. Listen, I, uh, I think we could probably spend another hour just vamping about dog head man. We could just—they could have done the entire show as the Adventures of Doghead Man, and we would have been happy. Mm, ten out of ten. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but we'll move on. Yes, we must. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Uh, so we go to the next sketch: Republican or not? Uh, another solid sketch. Another solid sketch. Republican or not was. Very fun as well. Uh, and the gimmick is is that uh, there's a game show. It's a game show sketch. Keenan Thompson hosts. And people come on stage, say some statements, and the contestants have to guess if they are a Republican or not. Very, it's a great bit. Mm-hmm. Game, show, game show sketches are so, e- are like, like, you know, quote-unquote easy mode. Just because... <laughs> Just because it has to start with you explaining the premise, so nobody's confused at the beginning, and then yep. it has it has a solid progression, and then you can always and then it ends by cutting to commercial. It doesn't need to end with the actual end of the game. It can end with a cut to commercial if you don't want to like figure out how to end this. Yeah, no, it's 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 a great SNL sketch because it focuses on the things that SNL does right while uh, shying away from the things that SNL doesn't. And that's, hey, listen, mm-hmm. play to your strengths. Always play to your strengths. Anyway. There so, was, oh, yeah. Anyway, so first person comes out, and the joke is obviously that they say statements that, you know, could go either way. Like, Facebook is evil. Hmm. Well, is it because misinformation or because they banned Donald Trump? That's right. And it they're came... all—they're always <laughs> and uh, as they progress, the the things that they say become more 
more like they feel like they would lean towards one side, but then you remember that that doesn't mean anything, anything. anymore. <laughs> it, it reminds me it's... of a joke I, I have where if I got a house that had a flagpole, I'd want to put up the gay pride flag and the don't tread on me flag and just confuse <laughs> everyone in my neighborhood. <laughs> oh. No, no one would understand. I, I think... <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is the... Uh... Anyway. So, uh, I had some problems with this one. Um, it was... Uh, uh, it's... They were very small problems, but uh, one of them was the fact that they uh, cut to Keenan. A cut to Keenan for a reaction is always a great way to get a laugh, but doing it after literally every single uh, uh, line was too much. It, it, it cheapened it, and uh, it, it screwed with the pacing too much. Um, secondly, I think the progression was a little... Until the the last one where the punchline is, um, she is a actual Republican that got excommunicated because she said something bad about Trump. Um, that was that was a good that was a good ending, um, if not a great punchline. It was it was a it was a good escalation of the premise. Uh, I didn't think the lines escalated as well as they could have, and maybe it was just because the pacing was killed by cutting to Keenan every five seconds. But uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe. I, yeah, I feel like I feel like it's a lot of it's one of those that like you share with your friends and everyone's like, oh, that is funny. Yeah, it's not like a ha ha laugh. It's true. It's true. It's Maybe like the, like the I, New Yorker. I don't know what they need to change. <laughs> this this is the New Yorker of <laughs> SNL sketches. <laughs> Where it's like, yes, the elements of comedy are here, but something's missing. <laughs> That's right. To give it a take another stab at it, guys. I think I think you got him. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Uh, so after that, we get uh, uh, what could have what could have been sketch of the night if I was from Staten Island. <laughs> <laughs> uh, walking in Staten, the Pete Davidson's musical parody of Walking in Memphis. Yep. Uh, listen. Very, very lonely island. Yes. In... Like, nothing is more lonely island than calling the person that you're aping the style of and then having them say, I don't want to be in it, and then cutting to them being in it. That's, that's like, a direct rip from at least one lonely island skin. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, it was so... I don't know if it's just because, like, you know, I grew up in New Jersey... Right, right next to New York City, so I the like, Staten Island of uh, of the country. <laughs> listen, listen, I've said it before. Staten Island is the sixth best borough, with the fifth best borough being Hoboken and Jersey City. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're gonna get some hate mail for that. <laughs> oh yeah. From, Speaking of, if, if one of our if one of our three listeners happens to be from either of those places. <laughs> Uh, yeah, listen, speaking of getting hate mail, if you want to send me hate mail because I'm from New Jersey, you can do it at billyhatemail at gmail.com. That is B-I-L-L-Y-H-A-T-E-M-A-I-L at gmail.com. <laughs> yes, that is a real email address. If it's, if your email is good enough, I might even read it out on the show. 
If it's if it's fawning or hurtful enough, we will put it on the show. Or if they or it's good, or if it's good, you know. It can it can be uh, middle of the road. That's true. I, I guess I guess you could just contribute to the conversation like a weirdo. <laughs> uh anyway, yeah, I I like the parody video. I thought it was a lot of fun. I I feel like, no, I, like I have a lot and you know, you also grew up in the metropolitan area. So for us, like a lot of the SNL is SNL is for New Yorkers bits, work really well for us because we understand what they're poking fun at. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anything else you want to add for Walking in Staten? It was it was solid. It was fun. Uh, it might have run a little long, but it, it didn't. It wasn't. It, it wasn't bad that it ran long. It just you know. Could have been a little tighter. I don't know. It was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after that, we get uh, the first Saweetie song. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. No, it's it's a great time. A uh, lot of butts. That's always fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, way more dancing than any other uh, 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 yeah, it was, one of these that we've had. It was a lot more performance. Yeah. And... And the song was good. Like it, it's there's there's not. Oh, and and back to back to form with uh, awesome costumes. So you know, yeah. There's not much to be mad at. It's it's, <laughs> it's a good time. Not that we're ever mad at. Yeah, a listen. I don't. I don't think I've ever actually been mad at a performer. <laughs> I've always been like, oh well, you know, they did a thing, and that's yeah, like that's like they, that's like the best reaction I have and the worst reaction I have. Yeah, they <laughs> listen. They did their thing. The only person who I think like really crushed it was uh, Olivia Rodrigo last year, but oh okay. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I only I only watch it with you. I know. <laughs> I'm a part of why I make you host this podcast is so that way I have someone to talk about SNL with. Finally, because <laughs> Teresa doesn't want to talk about SNL with me ever. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so after Saweetie, uh, we go into our weekend update. Uh, quality, quality weekend update. It, it had some of the uh, boldest jokes. I, I would say, I, the only reason I wouldn't say strongest is just because it, it, they were they were just as good as all the other jokes, but uh, they really really went went hard on a lot of them mm-hmm. um, i have i have noticed that in like this time frame where you're a few weeks into like a run of shows because this is the third week in like a in three weeks in a row is that once you hit that third week and beyond it fucking gets like spicy in the kitchen because <laughs> the the writers get sad and tired mm-hmm mm-hmm Listen, it, listen. I think it's not healthy what these people what these people are doing to produce oh, SNL. Yeah. But oh boy, when it gets more toxic, does it get funnier and bolder? <laughs> oh Jesus! Uh, so there was the solid. Uh, there was the solid joke that Michael Che added between dress and oh live. god, that was so good. That Especially was- where he put it. <laughs> Uh, I forget. I forget the setup for it, but the joke is basically: if you want to see a broken down black man, oh, oh, uh, uh, they're making, a, they're making a lethal weapon four. Oh, 
Oh yeah, Lethal Weapon 4. If you want to see a broken down black man and a racist coexist, just watch Weekend Update. <laughs> and then... And then Colin it leads. looks at the camera and he says, that wasn't a dress. And then he goes to deliver two jokes that were given to him that would make him sound very racist in this context. <laughs> I thought the Frida Kahlo joke was pretty fun. <laughs> it was pretty fun. That's the thing. It, on its own, it's just an inoffensive one. But it, with that joke before it, mm-hmm. wait a minute. Hold mm. on. <laughs> Colin. Colin, buddy, take a seat. <laughs> God damn. All right, so we can go into uh, the featured segments. Uh, first, I hated them. I hated both of them. Uh, you know what? I, listen, I understand that Baby Yoda is very much a divisive Weekend Update segment. Having seen every Baby Yoda segment live... <laughs> I feel bad for you. Uh, it is so funny every time to me. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you. I, I laugh. I, I I hate it, but I laugh. I can't say it's bad, but I hate it. I don't know what it is about watching Kyle Mooney get dressed up <laughs> and fucking wave those fake arms around. <laughs> it just, it hits my funny bone every time. His beef with baby Groot. <laughs> that's historical too he he, he adds okay. more to the beef but consistently one of the first times he came out there he was like listen baby Groot we are not friends I do not like you and if I see you I'm gonna stomp you <laughs> gonna grind you up into paper and <laughs> use it to wipe my ass uh, I love I love the evolution to now he's a pop punk sad boy yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Kyle Mooney really showing where his musical tastes lie. Uh, two two weeks ago for SNL, it was uh, it was a ska it was a ska parody of Superman, and then uh, this week it was pop punk, sad boy. A uh, joke on every Blink One Eighty Two song ever made. <laughs> yep, I think. The the, tat- the tattoos Blink look like Travis Barker's too. <laughs> I hate Blink One Eighty Two just as much as I hate this segment. Ah, uh, how can you hate Blink One Eighty Two? All I'm saying is you're not even twenty three anymore, so it's not like nobody likes you. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing. People more or less liked me when I was twenty three. Maybe it's just you, Travis. Maybe they didn't like you after you were twenty three either. <laughs> Well, listen, dude, if I knew someone who continually forgot what their age was, <laughs> and they're just well, always... That's why, he, that's why he forgot what his age was, because everyone still hates him and he's not 23. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> everyone being me. No one has ever met me on my hatred of Blink-182. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... So Baby Yoda was a segment... And then uh, Mother Earth was a segment. And Mother Earth, I feel it's one of those segments that people will, sh- that like envir- very, like very, very pro environmentalists will share to their friends and be like, see, SNL gets it. That's like, I'm, I'm super pro environment. Time and, and a place. Like, Time and a place. 
No, it's not even time and a place. It's just they wanted to play the hits, but you know, you know, you know when SNL does something where you want to play the hits, but instead of playing the hits, you just do the jokes everyone's already heard again. Mm-hmm. The jokes are everyone's already heard a year ago again. Like we're past this SNL, we get it. Yeah, no, Mother Earth is like this. This is this is the oldest joke. Take it and go somewhere else with it. And AD Bryant has an excellent character in Mother Earth. Every line that she's saying that isn't doing a lame ecology joke is awesome. <laughs> they should like I don't know find harder ecology jokes. Make make something new or interesting out of it. But from what it is. It's just not. It's just not good enough. Yeah, I feel like that's all we have to say about this. Yeah, uh, <laughs> recycle and do the other stuff that's more important than recycling, like reducing and reusing. That's right. <laughs> There's a reason it's in that order. That's right. That's absolutely right. I really want to. Unrelated. I want to get more back into like uh, environment stuff. Like, because that was my favorite class in high school, and then I just proceeded to not do that for the rest of my life. <laughs> didn't even take environmental science when we were in college. I could have, and I, I didn't. Know. Well, I mean, well, the reason why I didn't do it while we were in college was because the name of the game in that school was Pats. I mean, yes, very much so. <laughs> I couldn't take classes that I wanted. I had to take classes that I had to and not fail. <laughs> And when I had an extra credit, I didn't take a class. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right. Anyway. Next up is the cake sketch. Uh, another one of their God. recurring sketches. This one is the worst recurring sketch of all their recurring it is, sketches. Every single time it is a hot, wet mess. And it's so sad because there is so much good DNA in this. Here's the thing. I think the first one I saw, I don't know, I don't know for certain that this was the first bad cake sketch that they did was the Eddie Murphy one. The okay, Eddie I don't Mur- think I saw that one. The Eddie Murphy one uh had he was trying to make Sonic and instead he made like a fucking uh chocolate half semicircle with spikes coming out of it. <laughs> and it opened a portal to hell, you know, as it does. Yep. Yeah, opening a portal to hell is just such a. It's it's so from left. There's so the here's the this from a construction standpoint, it's it's insane to me. There's there's no there's no escalation. There's no yeah, there's I, the, there's the punchline is in the middle. It's <laughs> I, or what would be I don't I don't understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, so before before we get into ripping this sketch a new one. So yeah. Uh, for, for people who haven't seen uh, a cake sketch before, the gimmick is, is it's a game show like Great British Bake Off, and you have four contestants, they each made a cake, uh, and most of the cakes are bad. Three out of four of the cakes are bad. Specifically three out of four, and then Heidi Gardner's the good cake, and everyone hates it because it's too safe. Uh, and so the gimmick is that, uh, one of, uh, that one of the contestants will describe what kind of cake they wanted to make, and then they open it up, and it's absolute dog shit. Yep. And there is something so fun, and it, it, every single time, when somebody gives this heartfelt speech, and then they open it, and then they all do it. it it's weird, because this is a Sarah Sherman bit, but this existed before Sarah Sherman, where you just go and you put your hand, yeah, I screwed it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, that's... 
Oh, That's, I don't know what I was doing. I can't even bake. I don't know why I tried. I <laughs> <laughs> you know, shout out to fucking what's his name, the Frosted Tips man, Chaos Pete, Goblin line Pete cook, Davidson. Pete Davidson. Pete. <laughs> yeah, I wanted. I wanted to point this out that like Pete Davidson. Just standing there eating, eating the cake, full on eating the full cake, not stopping every time. So, uh, so they they try the first cake, which is Sarah Sherman's cake, and yep. he like takes a bite. And he's like, I, I'm getting mustard. And she's like, Yeah, I used a lot of mustard. And he's like, Okay, and then every time we cut back to the judges' like table, Pete Davidson is housing more cake it's into his so fucking cool. face. And that's not in the fucking script. Pete doesn't give a fuck. This is a bad sketch and he's elevating it just by the fact that he doesn't give a fuck and is eating cake because somebody gave him cake. It's amazing. Yeah, it it should be a problem when the best joke of a sketch is Pete Davidson being too high to not finish a cake that was obviously just like a store-bought sheet cake. That's, I mean, honestly, that's a, it's, it's a throwback to, uh, to one of everybody's favorite sketches of all time, but uh, fucking, uh, uh, God, uh, uh, Debbie Downer. Mm-hmm. Debbie Downer is a dog shit sketch that only exists because everybody's cracking up because Jimmy Fallon can't stop laughing. He's, <laughs> he's a fucking mess. <laughs> listen, like, listen, I hope, I hope one day Jimmy Fallon gets the help that he needs, but... <laughs> James Riddle Fallon. <laughs> but yeah. But just, I, yeah, listen. Like, uh, it's so unfortunate because the thing is is that like the first time you see one of the cake sketches, you're like, oh, this was funny. But the next time that you see it, it's going to be the same sketch with basically the same jokes. Uh, and the same problems. Mm-hmm, same problems where it was like, it was fun the first time you saw it and oh, Oh, a portal to hell. That's out of left field for the first one, and it's like, oh, funny because it's weird. Sketch is gonna give me a fucking panic attack. <laughs> I just it doesn't. It comes from a different universe. Like I just I can't. I, it's it's hard to express all of the words that I have against like this the technicals of this sketch. I can't put them out at the same time, and it comes out as a mess as a mess reminiscent of this sketch. Like it's. <laughs> I at the very beginning we've got this 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 the, the fine solid bit yeah I can't make a cake okay fine honestly the last time I saw this everybody started crying and that was more solid than than yeah I can't make a cake but whatever fine okay sure the second part is the same one again uh okay there's no escalation there except there's two cakes which isn't escalation uh, <laughs> and it's okay and that's an anti-climax it doesn't mean anything put that cake first so that everything afterward is a joke this one in the middle means nothing also well so i will like i will say that the joke that the joke that they put there is such is such a like bad improv it's like textbook bad improv in which she presents a decent and fine cake and their entire reaction is no like, and then there was, like, if their entire reaction, this is the thing, she presents it and she says, a three-layer cake, and then she lifts it, and it's obviously two layers. And I'm confused. I'm like, oh, it's two layers. That's weird. And then they were like, 
that's two layers instead of three. Fuck you. And I was just like, oh, that was supposed to be a joke. I'm I'm losing my shit over this stupid fight. It's uh, so bad. And then the portal to hell opens and it's never good. It's, it's funny to see the puppets barf, I guess, but it's not a joke. <laughs> It doesn't, like, if the whole thing was all the cakes vomit and they from hell, that's okay. But as a single... Oh, well, you it's, definitely it's a, you definitely can't have that last cake vomit. <laughs> I, I don't think, I don't, I don't think you're allowed to show that on network, on network television. What was the last cake? Oh, yeah. The, the penis the cake. The was also a fun joke. This is a Frankenstein sketch, except instead of, like, instead of taking bits, except like, taking this a is bunch like... of different jokes and putting together, this is taking, or instead of taking parts from different humans and putting them together, it's taking parts from different animals and putting them on a rock. This is insane. <laughs> my favorite my favorite part is, is that, like, okay, maybe they Frankensteined a sketch together and, like, it wasn't their best work, but this is, like, the fourth time that they've done this fucking sketch. Oh! And it hasn't worked almost any of the times. <laughs> it's, it's it's so unfortunate. Yeah. And it's also frustrating because, like, somewhere in here, you could construct, if you picked any one idea, you could construct a functioning sketch. If you picked... That you could even make a, a great sketch out of any of these ideas, but it's 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 a it's a mess. Mm -hmm. It's the messiest this show ever gets. <sighs> Unfortunate. Oh. All right. Anyway, the next sketch was fine. Yeah, the next sketch was pretty good. This was another pre-recorded sketch. Uh, this is between Bowen and Simu. And the entire joke of the sketch is that they give awards for the first Asian person to do anything. Yeah, and it's a fun bit. Mm -hmm. It's a really fun bit. And the escalation is great. It's it's just, I... Mm -hmm. And the punchline kicks ass. Oh my god, perfect, perfect so... punchline. No matter how many things you do first, I'll still be gay. Bum, bum. <laughs> zooms in like the fucking like the shining on the picture it said <laughs> first gay underlined Asian to uh what was it to um, deadpan uh, splash mountain deadpan splash mountain <laughs> oh, great. oh very good listen this is one of those where it's it's so good there's nothing there's nothing to complain about it's all executed exactly perfectly oh <laughs> uh. Oh. Yeah, so I think I think we wasted all of our ammo on the cake sketch to be honest. Oh yeah, I'm 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 tired. <laughs> yeah. Uh listen, the sketch was good. In yeah, in another uh, in another week might have been the best. It would have been my show of the week. Uh, it would have been my sketch of the week um if only for the unfortunate uh uh unfortunate uh, uh, fact that everybody needs to share the same show as uh, Doghead Man. Mm -hmm. uh, so after that, we get <laughs> Saweetie's second song. Also fun. Also, you know, good song. Yeah, yeah I also liked that it was uh, it was it was short and sweet um, because I was I was getting done with this episode. <laughs> <laughs> this episode this episode has the strongest positive and strongest negative reaction to a sketch that we've had. Yet. Yeah, honestly. 
Who knew, who knew Simu Liu could take us to such highs and such lows? Simu Liu, I mean, listen. <laughs> Shout out to Shang-Chi, my favorite Marvel film. Nobody talks about it, but uh, uh, Shang-Chi has 100% more dragons in it than any other Marvel film, which retroactively ruins every other Marvel film because there were dragons and we weren't allowed to see them. Isn't it technically that he'd have infinitely percentage more because there are zero? <laughs> that is true. That is true. <laughs> There's an infinite amount more dragons. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so after Saweetie, uh, we get a uh, 10 to 1 sketch. It's a fine sketch. It's very much a how do you do fellow kids sketch. Uh, and in this, I forgot this one. This sketch is the entire gimmick is uh, a bunch of professors at a college get together for a friend's giving. Mm. They smoke a joint. They get too high. They call 911. And it's just the 911 calls that we get for the sketch. Yeah, it's a recurring bit. It's fun. It's, uh... Oh, bless you. Oh, bless you. If you sneeze a third time, I'm going to tell you to cut that shit out, though. <laughs> no, no, no. You get three free ones. It's the fourth one that you don't get. Okay, agree to disagree. <laughs> Either way, I uh, probably clip the audio. But, uh, yeah, no, the, the, the bits are fun. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's always uh, it's always fun to just, like, see someone be like, I got too high the sketch. Uh, this yeah. one, this one, I think every character pretty much gets, like, pretty short and sweet. Uh, Simu nails it with, I'm not where time is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was a big fan of Keenan's, uh, my hat is too tight, but I can't take it off or else all my ideas and memories will come flying out. <laughs> Uh, they included the classic, Does Everyone Know? Does Everyone Know? Yes. Uh, oh, no, it was like, it's a solid sketch. I think, I think the older audience will like it more, just because I think it's more in line with them, because we're young yeah. kids, and we don't, <laughs> we don't know about the weak weed. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, uh, I like the ending. I think the ending was, uh, it wasn't, like, laugh-out-loud funny, but it was, it was very effective at being an ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, solid punchline. Uh, punchline at the end is that, uh, is that there's one last call to 911, and she's like, hey, so I accidentally put a book in the oven instead of a turkey. Yeah, classic stoner move. Now the kitchen's on fire. Nope. <laughs> yep. It works. It works, because, <laughs> because everyone else is calling with, like, and, like, I'm dead, please send help, please send help, and then she comes in with just, yeah, hey, our kitchen's on fire. <laughs> yeah, and she's super cool with it. Like, again, it's it's simple, but it, it's effective. It, it works. And sometimes that's, sometimes that's all you can ask, because mm -hmm. sometimes you get a cake sketch. Yeah, sometimes you get a cake sketch. Uh, so, uh, let's go through. We'll start with our Offensive Player of the Week. Offensive Player of the Week is the person who provide who provided the most gumption in uh, a sketch. Normally, they're going to be the thing that's weird with the sketch. They don't have to be, but normally, it's the person doing the most active work to make a sketch work. Uh, for me, I'll start as Connor pulls up the list of SNL cast members that he has not you memorized. You don't know that I'm definitely doing that. I'm definitely doing that. 
Uh, yeah, no, you, you go. Yeah, uh, my offensive player of the week is Cecily Strong. Cecily uh, pulls off Janine Pirro, uh, one of the Pentagon officials for Doghead Man, uh, n- nails Whitney Houston's uh, I Will Always Love You in the karaoke sketch, uh, is is the mellow punchline for the high sketch, and was she in anything else? Oh, I feel like it was uh, a very... I'm not sure, but if, if, she if, knocked all of those out mm-hmm. of the park, which is why she is also my offensive player of the week. I think this is uh, two... It's... <laughs> this is... Uh, I mean, for us, it's two recordings in a row, but technically, it, there is a week in between where we did not give Cecily Strong offensive player of the week. And do you know what the problem did. is? Unless <laughs> we did... There's no way to know, because I don't listen to this shit. Uh, who would listen to this? <laughs> Who would fucking who would subject themselves? Just watch the television show. What? <laughs> what you're gonna you're gonna watch an hour for us to talk about what worked in a sketch, and if you like that sketch and we fucking hated it, you're gonna listen to us complain. We do this for us. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, but it's please kind of watch the show. <laughs> please listen. <laughs> Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Uh, the the five star on on Yelp. <laughs> Yeah, five star on Yelp. We are a restaurant, also. <laughs> That's right. Uh, it's kind of cheating for Cecily Strong whenever Judge Janine is on because that's just out the gate with an incredibly strong character that she always nails. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, hey, listen, fair is fair. Oh, she was she, also in Republican or Not as Liz Cheney. That's right. Yeah, yeah no, just, absolutely, just absolutely, offensive player of the week. Uh, I don't. Cecily has been... Cecily is consistently one of the strongest performers on SNL week to week, so it's a little unfair for her to always win, but when you knock it out of the park like this... Yeah, it'd be absolutely. It'd be unfair to anyone else to not give it to her. <laughs> uh, so we'll move on to Defensive Player of the Week. This is the person who uh, provides the most structure to a sketch, plays the straight man... Uh, generally plays a straight man in sketches and can kind of carry forward a sketch if it's not uh, if it's not working they can try to like at least push it forward and kind of keep it together instead of falling completely off the rails uh, Connor do you want to no. drop your defensive player yeah I think I'm I think I'm gonna uh, so I, this might be contentious um I don't know if this is gonna cause any a uh, bit of it because uh, this this person to get a lot of lines um, but you know Honestly, I would say kind of held together, um, like even through not having a bunch of lines, uh, they had like this, this presence, uh, that like really carried through the scene and actually made it the strongest scene of the night. I am of course talking about Doghead Man. (laughs) Doghead Man is your defensive player of the week. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Listen, listen, I'm going to add it. Whenever I want to discredit your opinions, I'm going to add that to the list. Because we've, uh, we've, we've got that the jockey from Kieran Culkin's episode with your sketch of the night. And now we've got Doghead Man with your defensive player of the week. Doghead Man didn't have any lines. Not a big character from Doghead Man. But carried the scene forward and made a lot of the jokes it's tr- work it's just true. by being you a are You are right that without Doghead Man, there would be no Doghead Man sketch. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. You can, <laughs> Doghead Man for you. 
Uh, I am going to go with Chloe Feynman. I think that her work in the as both uh, concerned white NPR liberal uh, worked perfectly uh, in the cold open, and her karaoke hosting for that was just a fun other side that kept the sketch going without overpowering the actual point of the sketch. That's a good point. So uh, now we'll move on to sketch of the night. Sketch of the night is just what we think was the best sketch that we liked the most. Uh, Connor is a bit iffy on his history, as as noted before. <laughs> he did he did put the jockey Talking. as his sketch of the night for Kieran Culkin's episode. Uh, after That's right. I after stand by after it. when we talked about the sketch, he fucking ripped it a new one and talked about how it doesn't work as a sketch. Still his sketch of the night. Oh, absolutely. So, there's uh, only Connor, so there's Connor. only there's only there's there's only so low the floor can be on a sketch where a man grinds a horse on a on a on a railing at a at a at a Kentucky Derby. Okay. Okay. Connor, what is your sketch of the night? Okay, man. All right. What's yours? Ooh, um, you know, I think this is going. I think this is going to come out of left field for a lot of people. I don't think they see it happening. But Doghead Man, Doghead Man is my like, sketch of the night. <laughs> sounds like it's a unanimous Doghead Man. Mm-hmm. Doghead Man is obviously the sketch of the night. Uh, I don't. I giggled so hard for that entire sketch the second time I watched it. The first time I watched it, I was howling. Teresa, as, as well you should. It's Doghead Man. Me and Teresa were like watching, and she was like asleep pretty much by the time Doghead Man came on, and I and she remembers half of it because I was laughing loud enough to wake her up. Doghead <laughs> <laughs> Man. Ah. Oh. Oh. All right. So next week, uh, Billy Eyelash is doing double duty, host and musical guest. Last time she was on, she had a great, uh, she did Bad Guy, and she turned, she built a small box that was the SNL set so that she could turn it upside down mid-song. Oh my, it's, you should, you should, you should look up her, her, uh, first performance on SNL, because it was pretty dope what she did. That's, alright, yeah. (laughs) I won't, but, like, I, I, I'll feel bad that I don't. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so I am very excited. It will be wrong of me not to. Yeah. I might even send you the link. That's how much I like, kind of want you to see it. Oh, no, I want to see it, too. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> Maybe I'll play it before the episode for you. Yeah, okay. Then I will definitely see it. And again, I will love it. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, somebody sends me a, a somebody sends me a music video. I'm not watching this. <laughs> fair, fair. Uh, yeah, so we'll see you next week for Billie Eilish's uh, double feature. Uh, until then, have a wonderful rest of your week. Uh, support local comedy. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Bye, everyone. <laughs>